You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm prattling on because really, I'm not sure what I'm doing right now. (laughs) My mind is so full of Franco memories and 32 and all those things that just kind of got me a little rattled here, but... Hey, welcome. We appreciate you coming on, Wex. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, definitely a somber day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it's a strange day in the timing, right? Yes. And uh, you know, I, I I'm trying to think that you know there are some quirky happenstance deaths in the past. I'm sure, but all I could think of is uh, I believe Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, both adversaries in their day but both great great founding fathers right. both died on both died on the fourth of july really right i'm pretty sure and i didn't look this up i'm just I'm trying <laughs> okay. to you know there there are there are comparisons to truly great people that have died in very eerie i don't know if eerie is the right word mm. but very uh, I, I don't know if it's poor timing or perfect timing. Yeah, it's well, uh, so this, you know this something is poor like, to me. <laughs> of course, you I know. Mean, uh, I you... mean, yeah, but uh, you know, um, as you know, as a believer, you know there are uh, right. grander, grander schemes, and uh, we don't know if it's poor or perfect, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so you know, I, I finally did get to meet him. I don't know if you read my column this morning. I have yeah. not been able to read it. I'm, I apologize, but I was again. Uh, this whole morning is like a fog to me. It's nothing, nothing you don't know. Uh, just uh, and I, I tried to put. I like you. I have no words for this. Yeah. Really, I'm prattling on myself. So I uh, leaned back on previous prattle, <laughs> and and copied and pasted. <laughs> and, That's and, perfect. And, oh, and I man. wove I wove the scant interactions that I've had with this great guy uh, through this column. I tried not to uh, make it about the writer, you know. Right. Uh, right. It, it is all about Franco and and Mike Tomlin's comments. And you know, I I, I think you guys read my uh, takeaways from Tomlin right. column yeah. before I come on. I usually have it on Wednesday mornings, yeah. so I dug in to do my. You know, you know how early I get up. I went through all my right. uh, things, and uh, then I sat down to write. And uh, let's get this uh, Tomlin uh, transcript up so I can hack away at it. And boom, you know, top of the Twitter feed, Franco Harris <laughs> oh. passed away. I wow. So, um, uh, you know, Mike's comments <laughs> eerily prescient yesterday. Of course, the big ceremony coming up with Franco. Uh, 
led reporters to ask Mike about Franco, and he just he just had brilliant things to say. Yes. And the one that stood out, <laughs> and it, it I, I don't know if you guys noticed it or not, and it, it may have escaped a lot of detection. It was under the radar comment because some of his other stuff was more grandiose and usable as a quote for today. Just great stuff about the significance of Franco and of the um, Immaculate Reception. But when Mike said... He's a guy that embraces all the responsibility of being him. Wow. I I just love that. Yes. You know, Wolf, you're about the only other person I can use that phrase on. You've you've greatly embraced the responsibility of being you, but it doesn't take that much work, really. (laughs) Imagine being Franco. That's right. That's a great point. Yes, yes. There's a whole universe of difference between Franco and myself. Yes. Oh, that was good. That was really, I needed to laugh like that. Thank you. You're welcome. But, wow, he really did that. You know, these statesmen, these these guys that uh, are involved, whether by luck or or by training, in, in, in great, great, incidents like the immaculate reception and turning around a franchise Mm. um to then take on the responsibility that goes with that for the rest of your life and do it as gentlemanly and classy as he did it's just it's it's difficult to comprehend and it's so cool that tomlin was able to define that and identify that and and then label it as such i I just love that comment that was really cool thank you for bringing that to our attention max yeah what what can you say to that max huh i mean there's there's not much else i mean yeah uh but but i but you know it's so i've been struggling all morning lex full disclosure with this (laughs) um yeah um but you know like Frank Audrey and the indelible mark, you know, we hear what Tomlin said. Um, Labs in the last segment talked about Bill Cower, how he wanted to impart that um, wisdom and stature and the standard, so to speak. I mean, that's, that's what Tomlin, you know, the standard is the standard. Well, Cower wanted to make sure he instilled the standard in all of us rookies when we came in. And it just, it, it, it you know, it's, yeah, it's it, it's heartbreaking to to rehash this because you know it, it is one of those things where you look at the totality of uh, and the sum of all parts, right? Most guys come and they have a great career and they're considered st- you know Steelers for life and you know it's a special brotherhood, but it was just different with Franco and, and we've heard a lot of different statements um, from over the years from from different individuals who in their own right are gigantic individuals uh in pittsburgh not not just for the football team not just for the sport or but you know hearing the words of dan rooney of chief of joe green you know now mike tomlin bill cower um but this this you know we're, we're eulogizing a little bit about Franco but you know it, it's 
it's a symbol, right? He 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 is a symbol that has literally stood for fifty years in Pittsburgh. Like you, it's synonymous when you talk of the successes of the Steelers that that you have to include, like you have to include Franco. Like there's there's no omission. There's no accidentally I forgot. Like like. When it, when it comes to talking about Steelers history and what Franco Harris's impact is and for it to be celebrated this weekend. Um, it's going to be huge. It, it, yeah. it, it's humongous. It's humongous. It's, you know, it, it's a swan song to a, to a beautiful person. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, yeah, 50 years. Yep. Whew, tough. Max, tough. how did – you know, Tomlin talked yesterday about how – uh, young football players know more than we think because of YouTube. You know, and he, he, he said something like along the lines of while I'm describing the play, they're be, they're getting confirmation in their phones as I'm talking to them. How yeah. did you, <laughs> uh, I mean, I remember where I was through Macklet reception. I fortunately did not live in Pittsburgh and thus could watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, uh, I was 12. Um, how did you hear about that and him and the legacy? Uh, uh, how did how did Bill Cower teach it to you? So for us, um, you know, I, I was already a big history buff. So, you know, after I got drafted, I wanted to read about different things. And so I had read about the Immaculate Reception. But when I came there, and Coach Cower was introducing the dais of, of uh, Steelers legends who were going to talk to us as rookies. You know, he prefaced it with quite possibly one of the greatest plays ever in NFL. He prefaced it that at that point, and then, of course, now we get confirmation later with polls and, you know, the playoffs are great, <laughs> greatest plays. We now know it's the greatest play in NFL history, but it's just funny that <clears throat> that's how he prefaced it. And he said, you know, what Franco meant to this franchise. Franco, you know, was, was one of those elite members who had, you know, four Super Bowl rings. And, 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 and you know, that automatically perks up a rookie's ears, right? Hmm. And, and you look and you see this group and you're like, oh, my God, these guys did what we're all hoping to do, right? We're all hoping to be the difference. We're all hoping to be that. They've accomplished that. And so to know more about that and, to know like some of the insights behind that that just tremendous moment and then to see it right because then then now guy you know like you said guys get access to youtube well you know for us you have to go ask for film footage or you have to go catch it somewhere live when i came in the league in 04 that was back when we still had q9 texting so let alone getting a youtube channel or a youtube space i mean i was still aol instant messaging um, was a huge thing on, on dial-up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we didn't have this access, but when you see it, it was just totally um, a mind-blowing play because you don't see it, right? You know, in, in the era of 30 cameras in a stadium with a with a, with one that's on a suspension cables that goes down and is behind and up and down and around and every single angle for the end zone, this was just pure, like, Histor historical nostalgia because you don't see it and you see the camera tracking to get to him. The next thing you know, he has the ball 
and he's running to the end zone <laughs> in a 7-6 game with 22 seconds left. You know, it's just it, – it's that, that – that's that Legends of, of the Fall, Rights of Autumn – you know, heavy NFL films, that type of deal. And it's just, it, it, it's it's beautiful to see that and the history of this game. And he was one of those main figureheads. Well, apparently there were a couple, half the camera crew was with the chief on the elevator ride down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were out, they were out of film. I was like, how are you out of film? And, and of course, you know, Mac was, yeah. Now they bring four, now, now they brought four cans after that moment. Don't bring three cans of film. Bring four just in case something special happens. But, yeah, that that, that is a funny side note story. You know, the the, the things that I remember, Franco just – he was on with Pat Frymuth, and Pat is such a big Franco fan. You know, it's that that Penn State thing, you know, the Nittany Lion, you know, all that stuff. What's that? Franco was a – Franco was a tight end for a bit at Penn State early, yeah. Say what? No, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've never heard this. you got to unpack this one for us, my friend. Well, I'll, I'll do it quickly because uh, you, you have a story and then I, I have a quick little story. No, but, I'd rather hear your stories. We need no, to hear they, your stories. Let's yeah. go. Okay, well, uh, I came across uh, a story out of Philadelphia that uh, uh, Joe Paterno was, was – it, it, they reported that he was offered the job, you know, before Chuck Knoll. Right? Okay. Uh, for To replace Bill Austin. Okay. And Joe Paterno was interviewed before Noel, Noel was. And Dan Rooney has always insisted that he never offered Paterno the job, but they really liked him and they were talking and they talked some money. And um, But anyway, Philadelphia paper, I believe it was the Inquirer, I, I found a story that reported that Joe Paterno had turned down the Steelers' offer and would remain at Penn State because of this guy, this guy, and young tight end uh, Franco Harris will be filling in for uh, Ted Qualick. <laughs> really? That, that's that's wow. the only bit I ran across. And, you know, Philadelphia Inquirer follows Penn State pretty closely, and Penn State was really becoming big at the time. So, And, you know, in my book, I had, uh, you know, uh, researched that Dan Radakovich became – part of the uh you, you read this column today there's, I will. There's oh, excerpt, I'll read it. i just couldn't get to it this morning because of you know there's excerpts from my book in there and uh, if you haven't read the book this makes it easy i took out all the franco stuff not all but there's <laughs> still a couple other franco notes in the book i didn't use today but uh radikovich was brought into the uh, uh evaluation process before he left for colorado buffaloes Noel asked him to stay on because he had um coached Franco uh, for a week at spring drills as a linebacker. So he went there as a linebacker. You can't be kidding me. Well, running backs, you know, 6'2", 220. Right, right. I just, I never heard any of this. Everybody goes to Penn State as a linebacker (laughs) and moves to tight end and then goes to their natural position. It becomes a legend. It's still a tradition. I think that all these guys that are quarterbacks, Zach Gentry was recruited as a linebacker slash tight end. You know, he could have saved himself some time. But uh, anyway, um, uh, so uh, uh, Radakovich is the guy who eventually talked Noel into drafting uh, Franco. Wow. Noel turned to Art Rooney Jr., who was head of the – Franco camp, as opposed to Chuck Knoll, who was ahead of the Robert Newhouse camp, and said, to, he said, Artie, you had better be right. <laughs> Boy, was he right. <laughs> the, the, other, the other little story about Franco that really interested me 
is uh, Troy Polamalu's Hall of Fame speech, which I thought was fantastic. Right. And one of the best parts of that speech was the part where he says, and if you work hard enough and, and do whatever, he was, he was going on about what it takes to be great. And if you do that, and he turned around, he looked at Franco, he goes, they'll tell you, you could have played with us. Yeah. And Franco smiled. Franco was sitting in the back while Troy was giving a speech. Yeah, I loved that moment. Right away, that gave it away that Franco had said that to Troy, yeah. which Troy, you know, is one of the very few they could yeah. say that about. Absolutely. And still, I'm not sure where he fits in with Mike Wagner and Donnie Shell and Glenn Edmonds, but <laughs> it'll work. But, it'll work somehow. We'll, we'll find a way to get Polamalu on the field. I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! Oh my! That oh, is terrific. Precious Wex. I got. I got to thank yeah. you. We've got. Um, we're gonna have. Um, uh, Billy Hillgrove is going to join us in a little bit here, but I want to thank you. You kind of picked, you, you, you brought some light in here to the locker room, buddy. Yeah. Cause I yeah, appreciate that. Yes, we needed that. Just try to yeah. look at it as, uh, you know, th it's such a, such incredible timing that you have to think that, uh, the hand of God's involved in here and, uh, and with good uh, intentions for all of us, I believe. No doubt. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. we can look at it that way. Well, thank okay. you so much, Wex. We Thanks, appreciate guys. you, Thanks. brother. Thanks, Wex. All right. Sure. All right. All right. We'll be back with more. Uh, let's see. We got 1135. We got Billy Hillgrove coming on. And uh, we'll probably what? We'll get the phones in the meantime. 412-919. Yeah, we'll yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Max. Go ahead. Let's. Yeah. No. No. I was. I was just agreeing. But yeah. Four one two nine one nine one three one six is the number to call in. I did. Sorry to step on the toes there, Wolf. Uh, still, That's all right. You got those size eighteens, baby. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, I'm, <laughs> and when those things get to moving, and I'm scatterbrained on top of it, Shack I tend. I t exactly. Shack shoes. Um. I, I tend to. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I tend to stumble and just bump we into stuff. We need some I, laughter, I, man. We need some we, we laughter. Do. Yes. We do. We do. Well, we're going to get that on the other side. We're going to step aside. But, yeah, uh, Bill, Billy's going to be on 1135. So, we'll take try and get a call in, squeeze it in there. And then, of course, on the back end, we'll have your calls afterwards. Uh, you're in the locker room. Wolf and Starks on ESPN SNR Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bradshaw giving it to Harris, getting a key block for Mullins, running to the left, turning the powder, he's in there for a down for Pittsburgh. Harris running by the left, walk into the end zone for the touchdown, and the Steelers are on the board with their first TD in the afternoon. Well, that was from Super Bowl Nine, and of course the great Franco Harris, and uh, we are rolling on. It's um, right now. It's just been a tough, tough morning, um, and I say that as 
It's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. But you know what? Uh, we will move ahead. We are celebrating the life of the great Franco Harrison. Just what a great man he was, what a, what a great individual, and just how much everybody loved him. So we're going to open it up the phones to Steelers Nation, uh, 412-919-1316. Let's go to Cleveland. We have Lori because we're going to start with the ladies. And let's see if we got Lori up first. It's me. Oh, my gosh. I'm so shocked. I've been a Steelers fan since I was, like, 13. And I brought my dad along. He was a Raiders fan. But anyhow, I just want to tell us a quick story. My Beautiful. dad passed away in 2013. And um, when we got to the airport in Vegas – where he lived, um, all of a sudden I look and I see Franco Harris at the phone booth, and I go, Chris, my brother, that's Franco Harris. And he goes, no, so I go, yes, it is. I said, I had another. He goes, Lori, we got to go. And I go, no, Dad would have wanted us to stop and talk to him. So I go up to him, he's on the phone, and he's got a cell phone. And I go, you're Franco Harris, aren't you? Of course, I was a stupid fan. And he goes, and he's kind of looking at me. I go, my dad's dying. I go, he's a big fan of yours. He drops both phones. And he just starts talking to us. And, wow. And he, it was like the neatest thing. And then he goes, do you have a camera? My husband told, had me put one of these sort of, like throwaway cameras in my purse. I'm like, why would I want a camera? I go, yeah, I do. <laughs> and and he goes, hey, let's get a picture. So he grabs this one guy who was wearing a Redskins hat. And he goes, hey, you want to take our picture? And, and the guy goes, yeah. And he goes, hey, are you Franco? I go, no, he's just an imposter. But we <laughs> we took a picture you know, with him, too. But it was like, and I told my brother, because it was the day my dad's, it was his son's birthday, and I said, Chris, this was God. I go, God, I go, we don't know if dad's going to live or die. I go, but dad, I go, he, this was a blessing that God gave us for this day that no matter what happens, we're going to always remember this moment. I go, so I'm so shocked when I heard this because I know this week was the week we were going to celebrate him. And yeah. So anyhow, I just had to say it because I loved Fringo Harris. I love the whole Steelers nation, and I'm just so part, glad to be a part of it. He was shocked that we came from Cleveland, though. He said, you're a fan from Cleveland. I go, we're from Toledo. <laughs> so, <laughs> <and> now, <laughs> so I, I just want to say that my dad was a big fan of Italians, of course, and and um, loved Franco Harris, and and I was l- l- watching everything this week. I was so excited for everything to happen Saturday, and it just just untimely. But thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Lori Max. That thank is you, the Lori. Franco we both know, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it that just I mean it epitomizes the character of Franco, right? It's, I mean, we talked about it and, and it, it, it gets confirmed, yeah. you know, with that call right there, like every person was important. Yes. Every interaction meant something to him yeah. as much as it did to the people that were engaging with him. And it's just, it's so special. I mean, you know, and, and that, that was just, that was a great call. Absolutely. And so, Steelers Nation, we're going to roll on. we got Juan in Charleston. Juan, you're in the locker room, brother, and we're here to share grief and stories and uh, much love. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? We're doing good. <laughs> we're, we're making it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we're making it. That's I, the best way to put it. Yeah, I, I know. Just say condolences to Franco and his family. Condolences to Steelers Nation. I thought it was a joke at first this morning until I turned on ESPN and NFL Network. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was like you said, you're going to celebrate them this weekend. And also we got the um, – on NFL Network, we got the um, football life for Franco coming on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's must-see TV. Just wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, oh. yeah I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm, 
I'm even thinking about coming to Pittsburgh on Friday and Saturday for the game. Well, you know yeah. what? Uh, it, make sure that you – we got to hear what all the – what's going to happen. They're going to make sure that, uh, yeah. you know – what what was planned was going to be continued or what have you. I don't know anything about it yet. I know that the Steelers are making a statement, I believe, on Steelers.com. Mr. Rooney has commented on this, and, of course, that's something that uh, uh, every, every Steelers fan needs to hear, and um, we'll go from there. But thank you, Juan. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. You take care. Thanks, and Thanks, Juan. Yeah, thank you so very much. All right, we got Christopher in Arizona. Christopher, you're in the locker room, brother. We appreciate you calling. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, you know, I was uh, really sad about an hour ago, but listening to you guys uh, the last hour or so has uh, really lifted my spirits. Um, and I just wanted to share, um, first of all, yeah, my condolences to the Harris family. Um, and I wanted to share my Franco Harris experience. Yes. Um, my dad won a charity auction in Chicago, of all things, to go to a game with Franco Harris. <laughs> and we didn't have any idea what that meant. But um, when we got there, um, you know, to Pittsburgh, uh, we, 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 were, we had tickets to Legends Tent, which Franco had set up for us, which we didn't even know about. Um, and we were at a table, and, there, you know, a bunch of Steeler Legends were there, but Franco hadn't arrived yet. And then there was, like, this... Uh, like hush in the the audience at one point and then you looked at the end of the tent and franco walked in and even with all these other Steeler stars like franco was the star yes and 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 he was you know we went over and talked to him we didn't know what what was going to happen uh you know in, in at this um at this thing but franco's like hey let's let's sit down and get something to eat and so we sat down at this table and uh, we had some food he um but he wanted to know about us he wasn't like you know, you know, he, he was asking about interested in what we were doing, what, yes. what what was going on in our lives, who we were. Um, and it was, it was like, wow, you know, this is amazing because this guy is like, he's the mayor of Pittsburgh. Um, and so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we, we go, we, we have to leave the Legends tent because the game's about to kick off. This was, uh, this is like the, I think it was 2014. It was the, the Megatron versus AD game where they were just going back and forth and nobody could stop either one of them. Um, but, um, Franco's like, no, let's not go to this little VIP walk right into the stadium. He's like, let's walk outside. And so we walked out into the, we, we walked around the outside gate, and people were just running up to Franco, so oh, excited. Yeah. And actually, I hate to say it, a little bit rude just jumping into his space, but Franco wasn't upset. He'd be like, no. hey, you know, calm down, let's keep walking. Here's a photo. Um, <laughs> you know, here's an autograph. We go in, we sit at, we sit at his, um, his seats, his, his season ticket seats, and it was a cold, windy day. Um, and then um, a little bit later, Matt Barr comes by, and he's like, Franco, do you want to go up to the suite up above you inside, you know, and on a cold, windy day at uh, Heinz Field, you know, that sounded like a good option. So we go up there, and, and we're sitting there in, in, in the box, and we're talking, and, uh, you know, Franco says this pleasantries to the people that let us be in there, and then he comes back down and sits with my dad and I, and we're watching the game, and uh, all of a sudden Franco goes, Chris, um, they have the ice cream cart out in the hallway. Do you want to go get a Sunday? And I was like, uh, sure, Franco Harris, I'll go get a Sunday with you. <laughs> so, so we we go out to the the Sunday cart, and we're getting the cart, and this boy, you know, little you know, eight year old, nine year old kid, comes up, and he's he's like, oh, Mr. Harris, you know, can I we get a picture of you and his dad standing there? And 
So they, they take their picture, and the kid just off, just offhand mentions, like, oh, it's my mom's birthday. And Franco goes, it's your mom's birthday? Well, then we got to sing her happy birthday. Oh, no. So we, yeah. We go with this little kid and his dad to another suite. Franco throws open those doors, and, like, everybody's jaw drops. Like, you could hear a pin drop. Like, all these people are standing in the suite. And Franco walks in, he's like, I heard it was somebody's birthday today, and I think we need to sing them happy birthday. Here we go. One, <laughs> two, three. Happy birthday. And, uh, yeah. And the like, people are just, like, jaw on the floor. Yes. You know, Franco didn't have to do that. You know, it was just that that's the person he was. Let's go. Let's go brighten somebody's day. Let's, let's you know, I'm going to go. I don't know your mom, you know, but you can be assured that that's probably going to be uh, a birthday she'll remember, you know, forever. I mean, and, uh, you know, I mean, it just, it was amazing how gracious and humble uh, Franco Harris was. Franco Harris, to me, I try to be a good person, but, you know, and I'm going to lose it now. Um, but we got Franco your brother. Harris, like, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not being good enough. Like, <laughs> I got to step up my game to be a good person, you know? I mean, because Franco was just that kind of guy. I mean, he he was so I, – I, I can't – I could go on all day about that, you know? At the end of the night, he apologized uh, because he had gone to the Penn State game and only got, like, four hours of sleep the night before that he couldn't take us out to dinner. He's like, I'm oh, just wow. so tired. I'm really sorry I can't take you out to dinner. After After spending the entire day with us, like, it was – it was crazy, and he insisted on driving us back to our hotel. Like, I, my dad and I, like, he drove away, gave us a hug, and drove just... away, and we were just standing there, like, like slack jawed, like, who is this guy? Like, that's that's how we should all be. You know? <laughs> exactly, mean, Chris. We got to roll on because we got we got a bunch of right. callers, and we got another. But I want to thank you for sharing that very private and yet personal, and what a wonderful story that is and it really really summarizes franco harris and what he means to the steelers nation thank you very much chris i appreciate yeah you, man bro. thanks a lot man you betcha like, all right like, thanks, like chris. You guys all right god bless brother let's yep. right. let's go next we got billy hillgrove waiting billy hello billy how are you my friend and i know this is a tough moment max and i've been struggling all morning here but uh we thank you for coming to the locker room and um participating and sharing some thoughts about the late, great Franco Harris. Well, um, we got off the pit basketball charter at about 1.45, and uh, I get in my car, and I'm on the parkway, and the phone rings, and it's Curtis Aiken, my partner, and he is emotionally distraught. And I said, did you get in, into an accident? Are you okay? He goes, Franco passed. And, you know, he was close with Franco and a business uh, a partner. Right. And, um, you know, it, it it took me the whole drive home to have it even begin to sink in. Wow. And it sent me back, you know, to when he made that great play. And I wasn't one of the 400,000 people at Three River <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> I, 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 was, I, I was in a hotel room in Los Angeles because Pitt had played UCLA the night before and we're going to play Pepperdine that night and so Tim Gergerich, assistant coach and I were watching the game and uh, I'll never forget when they signed off Al Regattas and Kurt Gowdy who were you know old AFL guys and understandably uh, it had 
almost been like somebody stuck a stake in their hearts, you know, because uh, they were kind of leaning toward the Oakland A's and Oakland A's, Oakland Raiders, and you know, thought they had won the game. Anyhow, uh, fast forward. Uh, I last saw Franco and Wolf. You were there for the preview of the Hall of Honor Museum. Yeah. And they have that booth where you can call a play. So I went in and I called a play. I chose the San Antonio touchdown in Super Bowl 43. And when I finished, we had a few laughs. And I came out, and there's Franco with Dana, his wife. And I said, Franco, why don't you do your play? He said, oh, no, no, not tonight. And that's the last I saw him. Uh, Earlier in August, uh, we were on uh, opposite sides of the uh, bocce wars uh, for Italian Days in Bloomfield. And he plays naturally for the Italian squad and I play for the Irish squad and uh, Larry Richard was with us Rich Fitzgerald you know but it's it, we're like the Washington Generals uh, in, in, in the like that brother uh, and, and really and truly uh, somebody took a picture of Franco and I face to face on the platform all by ourselves, just talking. And uh, that's a treasure that uh, I will keep forever. Absolutely. There's no question about it. Wow. You know, there's just so many great memories, you know, that that, uh, all three of us just in sharing this. And then to be able to highlight that and talk about some of the things that occur off the field, that's even more important because it it gives you insight to who the man was and how great a man that he was and just what he meant to the city. He was always available. I don't care what cause, who it was, how big or small, Franco would generally, if he could, show up. Yeah. And he helped our Santa's kids a couple of times. And, you know, I, he was just a very, very special guy. Um, he was a great family man, a great husband, a great father. Yes. And uh, like I say, he was always available. And, and you know, I, I give that. And I give the Steelers credit. They emphasize to their players the need to be involved in your community. And they've always done that. Absolutely. And I'm not telling – I'm preaching to the choir to talk to you guys about it. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, and he kind of exemplified that community involvement. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why the Steelers nation is so strong. I, it, I have no doubts in my mind. Absolutely. Billy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for checking Thanks, in. Bill. I know you got things to do, so appreciate you taking the time because um, everybody's perspective that has crossed paths with Franco has got something enriching to share. You know, and that's uh, that's the beautiful part of this human being that God put on this earth uh, by the name of Franco Harris. Thank you, Billy. Somebody appreciate sent you. me. Yeah, okay, one, one more thing. Somebody yes. sent me a picture this morning of uh, Franco uh, taking a sip of uh, Italian wine with Frank Sinatra. Yeah, oh, uh, it's a classic. Uh, yes, yes, it's a classic. Oh, man. He, that was just absolutely unbelievable. We appreciate you, Billy. Love you too, okay, man. Billy. Thanks, brother. Love you. All right, man. All right. Take, Take care. care, guys. All right, of course that's the voice of the Steelers, the great Billy Hillgrove, and uh, we're just terrific guy. We got time to roll on, Wes. Okay. We're gonna take a break, then we're gonna uh, take some more uh, calls there, uh, Max. So. All right, sounds good. Well, we're going to step aside, and when we come back, Steelers Nation, we want to hear from you. The phone lines are lit up, so we're going to try and get to everybody. Uh, Remember, the number to call in is 412-919-1316. You're here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bradshaw running out of the pocket. Looking for somebody to throw to. Fires it downfield. And there's a collision. That's cut out of the air. The ball is pulled in by Franco Harris. Harris is going for a touchdown for Pittsburgh. Harris is going... It puts chills on the back of my neck. The hair on the back of my neck just stands right up, man, when I hear the great Jack Fleming making that call, knowing what's transpiring on the field as he's going about it and then to see it almost 50 years later. Max, is just unbelievable. No, it absolutely is. And, you know, we're, we're hitting the golden anniversary of that, of that moment this weekend, and you know, it's, it's going to be a little tough, right? We, we got we got the opponent. We got the opponent lined up. Yep. We have the conditions lined up. <laughs> we right. were expe- we're expecting something immaculate, and you know what? It's still going to be immaculate. It will be um, to relive that because we know one thing for sure: Franco's going to be there in all of our hearts. <laughs> yeah. So, amen to that. It, Amen to that, yeah. brother. Okay, we got about uh, five callers or so. We're going to try to bang this out. We're going to begin with Cuban Dan. Cuban Dan, you're in the locker room. Hey, fellas, how's it going this morning? You don't have to answer that because I already know. Yes, you know already. Go right ahead, my brother. Yeah. You know, uh, I, don't, I wish I had a great story like the last two callers, but I never, I never had the pleasure of meeting him. Now, everything that I've – seen read heard or ever known about him i wish i had because he sounds he sounds like he was one of the most incredible people to walk this earth i mean to to have that kind of stature and to have that kind of presence not only not only in the steeler nation and the family but i just throughout communities everywhere it sounded like it's just it's it's an it's an impressive to stay so grounded it, you know what? Yeah. Exactly. So I will tell you this, just as much as with Tunch, you know, Tunch was just a guy that would be your friend that you just haven't met yet. I mean, that's just the way it was. He was just such a friend to everybody. So was Franco such a friend to everybody. All right. I yeah. think, go ahead, Cuban. We, we're going to have to roll on because we got a few more callers <laughs> we got to get in this last segment, brother. But I want you to, I want to appreciate what you got to say. I was just going to say that. As fans, we get to know you guys through either radio, through seeing interviews, or or whatever the case may be. And as fans, we feel like we've developed this relationship with you, even if you all don't know us from anybody else. But just for everybody out there that did have a relationship with Franco, that did know him on a, you know, on a on a on a personal level. My heart really like I know how much it hurts me. Yeah. So my heart goes out to you, Max, Wes, and everybody else that that's ever had the pleasure of meeting him. That's all. As we feel for you, brother, and I thank you for chiming Thanks, in Cuban and Dan. sharing your feelings. Thank you. Pre- appreciate you, Cuban Dan. Let's roll on. We got Everett in Fort Wayne. Everett, we got to hit it and get it, brother, because I want to get these folks in. Uh, you're next up in the locker uh, no, room. No. No problem at all, guys. Uh, thanks for including me on this somber day. I just wanted to share quickly that uh, my first Steelers game was as an eight-year-old back in 72, and uh, Franco scored a touchdown in that game, and that started me 
as my Steelers Nation uh, legacy. So I, I wow. just uh, I've enjoyed hearing everything oh, um, that people have said about the guy, and just sounds like such an incredible person. And my condolences again uh, out to you guys and the rest of the Steelers family. I know you guys just loved him to death, and Absolutely. such a special man. Thank you so and, much. And just yes, quickly. Quickly, uh, he's going to have the best seat in the house for everything this weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, brother. Amen. I appreciate you so very much, and thank you for sharing that. We got Nathaniel in Los Angeles. Nathaniel, you're in the locker room, brother. Hey, good morning, guys. I'm, I'm, my heart is just so heavy. You know? Yeah. I'm, I've been a Steeler fan, you know, since the, the 60s. You know, born and raised in Pittsburgh. I, I lived here. I was so you know, just looking forward to this event this weekend. And I still am. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I never, never got a chance to, to meet Franco. Uh, but just what Billy Hillgrove was saying about the Steeler family, the, you know, the Roonies, how they instilled getting out into the community. You know, the, the only one of the Steelers I met in my lifetime was Dwight White. Mm, and Mad he Dog. let me put his Super Bowl ring. Yeah. He let me put his Super Bowl ring on to take a picture with him. Yeah. I mean, who does that? You <laughs> right, know, yeah. this, this, this is Steeler Nation. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm hurt right now, it, it, yeah. as everyone is, and you know, and should be, because Franco, you know, if he had played in that game in Oakland, that you know, in '76, where you know we ran the table to get in right. the playoffs and. We only had the one uh, healthy running back, uh, Reggie Harrison. Right. And I still say to this day that John, that John Dutton speared Franco on the ground. Franco had 128 yards rushing in that game in Baltimore in the first half. Yeah. And you know he was we were, we were we were on our way. So you know I just want to say you know God bless to every you know to everyone to Franco and his family and you know it's. It's just a, it's a heavy, hard day. Thank you, Thanks. Nathaniel, brother. I appreciate you. We grieve as one. Steelers Nation grieves together as one on this day. That's for sure. Let's roll on. We got Brian in Johnstown. Brian, you're in the locker room. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing all right. We're just still in shock about Franco passing, yep. you know, and we're we're diehard Steeler fans here, and I just wanted to let you know the Noyachos and the Nuttings from Johnstown, we'd like to let you know that we're sending our condolences out because we're diehard Steeler fans, and this is just a shock for us. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you yeah, sharing that. As you. as we've said all along, Max and I, we, you know, we 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 grieve together as one because we are Steelers Nation, and we are fans as well as you know we were teammates, we're friends, we're broadcasters all that sort of thing and um we appreciate you okay thank you brother let's roll on we got gerald in new jersey gerald you're in the locker room buddy hey guys how you doing we're doing probably like you you know yeah trying yeah, to keep this, it together this is, this is a tough one yeah um, yes i want to quickly try to uh well first i want to say um yeah i was I, I met you a couple of years ago. I, I told you that my son was at Bragg the same time your son was there. Oh yes. Uh, yeah, because he's in he's in the army. Yes. Um, and Max, you know, uh, good job on your career. You're an outstanding player. And uh, thank you. 
I like uh, everything you did for the Steelers. Yeah. Um, my, uh, uh, it was very quick that I met with uh, uh, Franco. It was kind of funny because I was at the uh, Democratic Convention uh, back in 08 when uh, Barack Obama was running uh, for president. And um, so we got about a half a minute, brother. Bring it together. I want to hear this. All right, so well, I'm yeah. at the stadium and I'm and I'm standing there, and um, and I'm talking. And then you, you like, I felt something. Somebody, just, you know, just said, "Look to the right." I look to the right, and Franco's standing right next to me. And I'm a person that's always running my mouth, and I, <laughs> I had I couldn't say anything when I seen him. My my jaw dropped, and yeah. I'm just looking. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, Franco. And he's like, that's me. And I mean, he just, we just talked, and I told him I'm a Jersey guy. He said, well, you know I'm a Jersey guy, too. And I was like, yeah, I know, that's why I said that. And he said, you know what, well, we're Jersey brothers. And he shook my hand and gave me a hug, and I would never, ever forget. Thank moment. you, brother. We appreciate that. Oh, man, that. that's great. We got to go. I'm sorry we're up yeah. against a hard break. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, this was special. Um, a tough day became a little bit brighter. Um, hopefully yes. you all felt that way, Steelers Nation. Um, trying to honor uh, a, tradi- a, a tremendous man, a legend. Um, he's just it's – a, it's, it's a tough day, but we'll get through it, and we'll be back here tomorrow in the locker room. Uh, if you missed any of this tribute, don't worry. You can go catch it at all those podcast locations. I can't even name them right now. Right. But, um, but we'll be back tomorrow. We'll get it together as we start to preview for – for this Raiders game and for continue to celebrate the life of Franco as well, because this was his weekend. Amen. And, and we're going to do our best to make sure we honor him. So thank you all for being in the locker room today. We'll be back tomorrow here on SNR and ESPN radio. Live nation presents concert week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.